At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this Thursday edition of the show where we continue the dueling mock draft series. Three rounds today for the NFC East, Giants, Cowboys, Redskins, and Eagles all on deck. Kyle, welcome to the show. We're on the comeback train, Joe. Well, it's not official yet, but it looks like you're going to go go 3-1 on the last division. Yep. So that'll that'll bring us to what 10, 10 to six. Ten to six. Okay, yep. I can live with at that. the halfway point. Well, I mean, I don't need those kinds of details. I just need to know that I want a day. I hadn't won a day yet, so I want a day. Eighteen hours left in these polls, but yeah, they they look like they're pretty well decided. They're pretty so. solid. I'm gonna have to give them a retweet here, see if I can get some traction. Does Oops. that help? Is it help when you're down to retweet them? I mean, you have nothing to lose, right? Yeah, that's true. Maybe not the one that I'm leading in, just in case. But the other three, it's almost <laughs> like you should have tweeted them out at midnight. And then we'd really know. What do you, dude? I went to bed before midnight for the first time in like six weeks. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, felt good about that last night. Well, I feel good about my mocks today. Do you? Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm humbled a little, so I'm not going to get too cocky here. Okay, and because I won yesterday, I'm going to make you go first. My pleasure. New York Giants? Yep. All right. Be my guest. (laughs) All right. With the number six pick, we went ahead and got the quarterback situation taken care of. Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. Um, (sighs) We got to do something here. We got to do something here. Make sure that we've got something in place for the quarterback spot for the long haul. Just a one-year starter. Historically great season in the Big Ten last year. I've got my concerns about him, but that doesn't matter. We need to take a chance. We can't continue to roll with this Eli train with nothing behind him. And uh, we're going to improve around him the rest of the way here. Uh, And number 17, though, Brian Burns, edge rusher from Florida State, fell. And we snatched him right up. We need some edge rushing presence here. And uh, somehow we got the best pass rusher in the draft with pick number 17 the blend of length it burst pass rush moves flexibility he's got it all gonna be a stud number 37 let's get this offensive line some help 
Offensive tackle Dalton Risner from Kansas State. Uh, we need help here. Right now we're slated to start Chad Wheeler at right tackle. We've got a natural fit here in terms of a guy that enters the league with four years of starting experience under his belt, a ton of uh, good reps at, at multiple positions, and uh, he gives you that technique that you're looking for and that strength right away that can that can factor into the equation on the offensive line. And then finally at number 95, a weapon here for uh, our young quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Let's give him somebody he's pretty familiar with, somebody he's used to hitting those deep balls to, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver, Ohio State. Uh, what did they hook up for, like 11 touchdowns and average over 20 yards a catch last year? That's what we need right away here for this uh, this offense to stretch the field a little bit and uh, you know open things up for some really solid underneath uh, targets in Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and obviously Evan Ingram. So love what that does for the spacing of our team. Gives uh, gives Haskins a guy he's familiar with, but also a guy that has a good route running skills and good hands. So uh, pretty much just uh, drop my mic, bam, fix the Giants. First of all, I'm going to start imposing penalties for every time you draft Terry McLaurin from now on. Because wow. I think you've drafted Terry McLaurin in half of your drafts thus far. I mean, I find I didn't draft Bobby Evans today, so there's that. <laughs> okay, I also took Dwayne Haskins at six. So uh, we're not going to have too much contention here at the top. I thought about maybe going a different direction and looking QB at 17, but I didn't want to calculate sense. that risk. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Dwayne Haskins at six is the pick at 17. I got a top-end player along the line of scrimmage. It's on the offensive side of the ball, Joe, a guy that has some experience playing right tackle, Jonah Williams, to really step in here and really solidify this offensive line. That would give the Giants a group that includes Nate Solder, Will Hernandez, Kevin Zeitler, and then Jonah Williams on top of that playing right tackle to replace Chad Wheeler. That's a pretty exciting group up front that's going to help. And now you got Saquon Barkley and Dwayne Haskins, really exciting group and core there on the offensive line. Uh, moving to pick 37, I drafted Rocky Sin, the corner from Temple. Listen, I know the Giants drafted Sam Beal in the supplemental draft with a third-round grade, but their corners right now are Janoris Jenkins, Sam Beal, Tony Lippett, Antonio Hamilton, Michael Hunter, and Ronald Zamor. Like, you need more corners. I'm sorry, I forgot Grant Haley <laughs> on that depth chart. So we need corners in this group. And Rocky Sin, for some of his questions and some of his faults, Really physical guy at the line of scrimmage. I like him in man-to-man coverage. He's got a very high ceiling. So exciting pick as far as building up this secondary, uh, in addition to the addition, the additions that they had with Jabril Preppers, uh, who they brought over as part of the trade for he who will not be named. 95, I drafted a linebacker. I'm looking at the second level of this Giants defense, and their linebackers are Alec Ogletree, B.J. Goodson, Nate Stupar, like we're we're okay here, but I wanted to go out and get another athletic piece. Jermaine Pratt, Joe, one of your guys, as a potential end of the top 100 picks type of player. Uh, I I do think he's physical. I know I have some questions with him as a safety convert and how well he fits at linebacker, but he tests a lot better than I thought he would. And uh, just some more reinforcements here defensively. I do not want to neglect the defensive side of the football, even though I did not land a pass rusher in this group. Man, you hate to see it. You hate to see Kyle not able to address the pass rushing position with premium draft selections. You hate to see it. Well, excuse me, I didn't have the the best freaking pass rusher in the draft fall to 17 for me. You love to see it. You love to see it. 
All right, it's listen, your lead listen, on. Listen, <laughs> the Giants do have Lorenzo Carter, who has some pass rush upside. Yeah. They brought in Marcus Golden, who has had very productive careers as a pass rusher thus far. They have Kareem Martin, who's a long athletic body. He's physical. So it's not like we're we're working with absolutely nothing here. Okay. I like that you went. I like that you helped their secondary. I'll, I'll give you some credit there. Um, it's a bad group. That corner position's in rough shape, and uh, that's one thing you were able to do that I wasn't. But I, I like what I did at corner or at edge with Burns. Well, yeah, obviously. How can yep. you not like any time Brian Burns pick? Okay, so Washington Redskins on the clock at fifteen. Joe, I gave him DeKalen. DK on the board at 15, and I snatched him right up for the Washington Redskins. Listen, this group has Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson. They don't have physical receivers. They've got some long guys, but they don't have physical receivers. Really excited about Trey Quinn stepping into the slot there for them too. Uh, DK brings them a totally different element, potential volume receiver. Didn't like what they had at quarterback available. I'm not going to draft a Daniel Jones at 15. You're welcome. Moving on to pick 46, Joe. Uh, this this really felt like a BPA selection. Uh, I gave them Chris Lindstrom on the clock because right now their left guard is Eric Flowers, and that's <laughs> fine. But if you could tell me you can have Trent Williams with Chris Lindstrom, Brandon Scherf, Chase Roulier in the middle, Morgan Moses at right tackle – that's the identity of this football team is physical. I would much rather take the low-end signing of Eric Flowers and regulate him to being a potential swing tackle and sixth offensive lineman and draft an ass kicker in the middle like Chris Lindstrom and know I'm going to be able to blow up your spot. Moving up to 76, took a pass rusher guy off the edge. They lost Preston Smith. Uh, continuing the SEC pipeline, the Alabama pipeline on defense uh, to the Washington Redskins, Christian Miller. Uh, pretty twitchy. He's got some soft tissue injuries that's kind of causing him to drop down in the draft a little bit, but he's a very, very talented pass rusher. And at 96, Joe, again, off-ball linebacker, just like with the Giants. Uh, you know who the, the Redskins starting linebackers are right now? Um, Mason Foster, Josh Harvey Clemens, not yeah, good. That's yeah. not great. So <laughs> I went out and got him uh, a physical guy who kind of matches this uh, this odd front that they like to trot out here, Joe Giles-Harris from Duke, who is more of a between-the-tackles type linebacker. But I like what he can give the Redskins specifically as a plug. And he can play okay between the numbers. He's not a sideline-to-sideline Mike guy, but Washington in their base package has a lot of two inside linebackers on the field, so you don't have to ask him to do that. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary 
company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. So what's the recap there? It is DK Metcalf, Chris Lindstrom, Christian Miller, and Joe Giles Harris. All right. Similar philosophies here, but a big a big difference. We'll see. We'll see what the people like here at number 15. I also went with the Kalen Zecharias Metcalf. They need a dude, man. They need a playmaker uh, that can really ignite this offense for whoever's playing quarterback. And I think you get the most dynamic dude in the class in Metcalf at number 15. Number 46, we went to the interior offensive line as well. Different player. We're going with Eric McCoy from Texas A&M. I think he probably can play guard just just fine if they want to keep Chase Roulet there at center and, and allow him to be that guard instead of Eric Flowers and you know, McCoy, man, he's just a delight to watch on tape. He's an ass kicker. Uh, you know, I think you could probably flip a coin between Lindstrom and McCoy and tell me which one's better there. But I think we had the same idea there to, you know, make sure we don't have any weak spots on an otherwise outstanding offensive line. And right here at 46 is a good opportunity to do that, especially with, you know, with Geis and, and, uh, and Adrian Peterson's back, right? Like they're going to want to run the football. And, and I want to make sure that I got guys that can move bodies out of the way. And I get that in McCoy. Uh, number 76, I saw the same problem you did when looking over this linebacker depth chart. And part of me is excited for Sean Dion Hamilton. If he can stay healthy, I think he's yeah. a good player. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, otherwise, I mean, you, you, Josh Harvey Clemens, I mean, geez, that's crazy to me. Uh, Mason Foster is a replacement level player. So let's get Jermaine Pratt into the mix here. Uh, a guy that I think can give them some range, um, former safety. Uh, I think he, I like his trigger, you know, really physical playing into the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, I think that he he gives them upside, especially here in the third round, to give them a guy that can, I think, can compete for a starting gig. I mean, even when he wasn't a starter in 2017 for NC State, the dude made plays, and then he got the chance to be the full-time guy in 2018. He filled out the stat sheet. At number 96, we'll find out if the people like this or not. But I went with quarterback Will Greer to the Washington mm. Redskins. I thought about uh, it. Well, I, you thought of, I yeah. did it. So we'll see. We'll see if they like that or not. But, um, you know, I can see him with Gruden being a nice little pairing there. Um, you know, I, Gruden's never needed super gifted passers, but, you know, guys that can that can work in rhythm. And, and I think that's what you get with Will is a guy that's going to slot those throws within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, hit a, hit an occasional uh, shot down the field. But the key with him, and we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, is is keeping him on schedule and making sure the protection's right and and keeping, you know, just just not having him to take deeper drops all the time and, and really rely on him to uh to make those over aggressive decisions at times. So I like what he can do specifically with Gruden. So my recap here is Metcalf at 15, uh Eric McCoy 46, 76 is Jermaine Pratt and Will Greer at number 96. 
So I guess I'm what's that? Eagles. Eagles. Let's hear. This was an interesting (sighs) one for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, it's it's the thing about this team is like they're pretty good, right? I mean, so you you're I mean, they have a few holes, but I mean, um I don't I don't know how many draft picks are really gonna make a big impact for this team, to be honest with you. But I did my best. Number twenty five, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the safety from Florida can give them a a guy that has some range next to Malcolm Jenkins at at deep safety and then come up and play, you know, function as that big slot as as well, if that's what you're looking for. So love the versatility there. A guy with a quick trigger that, you know, can, can also play downhill as well. So I think you've got a a guy that's interchangeable next to Malcolm Jenkins. And I like how they complement each other. Number 53, we're going to get some, we're going to get some juice here on the second level of this defense. Just lost, uh, 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 Hicks, Jordan Hicks, who, you know, when, when he was playing and he was healthy, this defense was a lot better. And I'm going to bring in Blake Cashman from Minnesota at pick number 53, a guy that, you know, he's a former walk on that winds up, you know, being a captain by the time he's done there at Minnesota. And uh, he plays like a man, just a super high urgency player, but also, you know, kind of a smooth processor and like, like how he's kind of fast to flow wins in space. You know, he's, he's a guy that if you miss out on one of those Devons, you know, you'd, you'd like to get Cashman uh, there in the second round. Uh, at pick number 57, going with Yadni Kajus, the guy that uh, I, I've, I've, you know, I've always kind of liked him to the Eagles. I mean, I know that Philadelphia always likes to tap into that West Virginia pipeline, but, you know, I, I feel like that the Eagles put a lot on their offensive line to do a lot of different type types of techniques. And you kind of get that from Yadni Kajus, also a guy that has some inconsistency with his, with his footwork. And so I like the idea that he has a lot to learn and, and that, you know, I think that this is an opportunity for him to, uh, to really have an opportunity behind a guy like Jason Peters and, and Lane Johnson, where I don't need him to start right away, but you know, Jason Peters is definitely on a year to year thing here. And I'd like to make sure I have that position solidified, you know, for the long haul. And I think that could juice has a natural opportunity to maybe be the guy right away in 2020, if Jason Peters doesn't return. So to recap, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson at 25, Blake Cashman at 53 and Yandy could at 57. All right, Joe, I like this group for you. Uh, I had initially hoped to address the left tackle position at some point, but the cards didn't play out that way. But I'm, I'm still okay because, as you said, generally speaking, this team doesn't need a lot of contributors immediately, right? These are almost all picks that you're making for your contract decisions two or three years down the road from now. So with that said, the one area that the Eagles really did struggle with last year was the pass defense. So as they came on the clock, and I'm looking at the players available on the board, I saw a corner that I liked for them. They really struggled with corner depth last year. Sidney Jones really couldn't stay healthy. Uh, They had guys signing off the street and were playing off the street within two weeks last year. So I want to make sure they've got all the reinforcements they need. I drafted them corner DeAndre Baker with their first pick. I know um, he's a guy who has good ball skills. He can play in the face of receivers. I think he's got a good demeanor to kind of fit the attitude of this secondary. With their second pick, I again came back and found another player that I liked. I know Avante Maddox had some success at the safety position last season. But if you're going to tell me that Darnell Savage is on the board for the Philadelphia Eagles, they've got to think about Malcolm Jenkins, who's getting close to the end of his leash. He's this is a a super dynamic, fast, speedy safety 
that you can begin to rotate in. He can groom, take his time getting in, and then he can be a difference maker for the Philadelphia Eagles. I was really, really excited about that. And then for my last pick, I, I took pass rush. Joe, I know last year they drafted Josh, Josh Sweat in the fourth round. They brought Vinnie Curry back. They got Chris Long. They, they did trade away uh, Bennett. I believe he went, where did he go, New England? Yeah, New England. Yeah, so they, they did lose Bennett. And I'm not going to count Vinnie Curry as an equal trade-off for Michael <laughs> Bennett. So I drafted them. LJ Collier was still on the board, which was an interesting player for me because there's some parallels between his play style and Michael Bennett's play style as far as being long-armed, heavy-handed guys. And uh, I, I really liked the fit there, especially when you consider they took care of that three-technique position by bringing in Malik Jackson on a deal. So uh, a lot of defense heavy for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I liked the fit and the long-term projection for each of these players. So my three were DeAndre Baker, Darnell Savage, and Elie Collin. I thought about um, Charles Amenehu. I had him on the board for both of those second-round picks. I thought about it, too. Um, but then I went with the, with the offensive tackle. So very contrasting options there for the people. That'll be an interesting yeah. one to see how it goes. Yeah. So Do I have lead on the Cowboys? This is the big one, right? I have lead on the Cowboys. And I know the Cowboys are an insufferable fan group. They're going to be very hard to yeah. please. So <laughs> if the Lions is worth five points, what is what is the Cowboys worth? At least 10. <laughs> this is NFL Under Review. Local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I like what I did. I like what I was able I like, to do. I so. like what I did too. So at 58, I got him a safety. They missed out on Earl Thomas. I gave him Juan Thornhill was on the clock at 58. And I gobbled that one up real quick. Uh, Juan is a guy I think obviously his athletic testing. You really like, you like that explosiveness in the lower body that he showcased. Uh, but he's got great ball skills, former corner. He's got some versatility. Uh, he's an ascending prospect right now. So Juan Thornhill as the potential free safety that the Cowboys missed in trying to get Earl Thomas on this roster. And then at 90, uh, went for, with an interior defensive lineman. Uh, as I look over this Cowboys roster, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Robert Quinn, they're excited about Robert Quinn. They got Taco Charlton, a first round pick from a couple years ago. They've got all sorts of problems with this pass rush in general as far as suspensions and potential legal issues. So I wanted to get them a penetrating defensive lineman with one of these first two picks. And I ended up opting for Tristan Hill, the line defensive tackle from UCF who butted heads with his off or with his coaching staff at UCF, but he's really quick off the get. 
and uh, he, he's got some parallels uh, to Tyrone Crawford in general as far as his strengths and weaknesses as a player. So uh, I thought that was an attractive parallel between uh, the skills of a player that they've had that has had success for them and value on the board and a position of need. And it all came together for me really well where I was able to address the two pressing needs for the Dallas Cowboys with their first two picks. Number 58, I gave the Cowboys One safety. Juan Thornhill yep. <laughs> from from Virginia uh, for all the reasons you said, Kyle, instincts and ball skills. Uh, I think that's what he can give you and, and certainly uh, some, you know, good range and uh, just really uh, sharp in terms of how he layers coverage. You can just tell his background at corner really shows up to playing safety. And um, I like him a ton. I think that uh, he has right, you know, the ability to start right away for them at number 90. I took interior defensive lineman. Kalen Saunders from oh. Western Illinois. And you took forever to say Tristan Hill. So I was sitting there like, oh boy, we just can have the same thing for the one we just said was worth 10 points. And uh, after you, you finally got to Tristan Hill, I, I exhaled um, going with Kalen Saunders, who, you know, a super athlete in terms of what he can do for his size and just a wrecker of the line of scrimmage. You saw that if you watch any of his tape at Western Illinois, he destroyed uh, offensive lineman you kind of expect that for an F- fcs level player but then he carried that over to the senior bowl and really really fared well for himself on that stage uh, was really good in the game and so you know he's an ascending prospect that you know if, if you can get him in the third round i think you can get a high impact guy that can really play on the other side of the line of scrimmage and give you that wrecking ball on the interior so we had uh similar ideas here obviously um so we'll find out if, if the cowboys fans want want Kalen saunders or tristan hillmore well I know in my back pocket, Jonah Tolls has been talking up. Yeah, he has. Yep. Tristan Hill. So I feel yep. good about my chances on this one, buddy. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I love it. Any parting thoughts for the people? Uh, you know, just uh, do we really want Kyle to, to make up the ga- the ground here, people? Is that what we want? Sounds like you're nervous. You know, somebody asked me on Twitter how, you know, do you know how the Titans? No, no, it was. um. Somebody asked me on Twitter which one was yours, so that I um, said they would vote for mine. And I didn't even respond to them. Good for you. I'm proud yeah. of you. I want to keep the pure, the integrity. Don't be the Titans fans. The Titans fans bought votes for the Fox Sports fan poll, and then Fox Sports called it another uh, Music City miracle. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, because they paid bots. Here's the, here's the cool thing. You know how it's because it's kind of ridiculous to pay bots to go win a fan vote. Uh, Bill's Mafia wind up raising eight thousand dollars and do- donated it to a Nashville charity um, to uh, to show those Titans fans how to, you know, what to do with disposable income. If you're that if you're are that you, ready. Are you, are you sure you don't know what program they use to buy votes? Wait, maybe curious. you do. Is that what happened? Is that no, what happened I'm, in the last I'm, few days here? I'm just curious. I'm, I just would want to know. It'd be interesting. I don't know the answer. No, I don't. Oh, that's too bad. If anybody knows, uh, Joe, I'm going to need you to give me the name of that person that that asked for whose was whose so they could vote for you too. That's that's not cool. We're going to have a, an axe to grind with that individual. Make sure you come back tomorrow and hear me air my grievances and hopefully close this gap a little bit more. Uh, these dueling mocks, Joe is currently leading. Uh, we're assuming ten to six. Uh, the the polls are not closed for yeah. uh, nine the, to three in my world. Listen, it's ten to six yeah. until I guess until the clock strikes midnight. But that's okay. Uh, it's getting tight. 
It's make sure you guys are voting. Swing over to Draft Network LLC, uh, the Twitter account. Make sure you vote every single day for which you thought did the best job. Kyle Krabs, Zach Ryan, and Tape signing off with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. We'll talk with you guys tomorrow. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.